Around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio has joined the club. So if you are an iHeart listener, you have the app, you can download it, and now you can enjoy the podcast. So welcome iHeart to the family, and I believe in many, many more podcast platforms will come on board and bring the podcast on. <clears throat> title um no but today is a bonus episode i want to thank everyone for tuning in if you are a brand new listener i thank you for subscribing and i thank you for tuning in you're definitely going to hear something today that's going to change your life for the better um we just got out of a series called identifying false teaching now today i wanted to talk about something that um has definitely been on my heart for the past what three weeks and um it kind of coincides with what we just came out of which is identifying false teaching because the this is one of the things that false teaching can actually do which is the most detrimental and that is apostasy now if you don't know what apostasy is apostasy simply means a falling away a withdrawal okay is basically the abandonment of the faith so false teaching and when the enemy gets involved he ultimately wants you to denounce Jesus Christ. So if you've been walking with the Lord for some time, things may be you know, going on in your life. You may not have any understanding of it. You feel like that the Lord is not helping you. You feel like that you know, there is nothing happening in your life. And so the enemy will just say, well, why don't you just go ahead and just leave Jesus? Maybe this Jesus stuff is not as real as you once thought. And so people leave the faith. And... Um, that's something that Jesus said is going to happen, but that does not mean that it has to happen to you if you're listening to me. Let's just get into it. I want to read some scriptures and I'm also going to read two articles from two prominent um, Christian leaders. Some may know them, some may not. Um, I was familiar with one of them, but not too familiar with the other. But both of them have influence. Well, no, either way or the other. And we're going to read them a little bit later. But first, let's jump into the scriptures. Let's go to Matthew chapter 24. Let's look at verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. They will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth of pains. Or 
your sorrows. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. Now, there are some believers in other countries that are not as free as the United States are. Um, in third world countries and things like that, that they do, they will take their life if they claim Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. Over here in America, it hasn't gotten that extreme. And then he said, you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. He says, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Jesus said all of this pre-warning us before his coming that a lot of these things that are transpiring in this earth have to take place. And then sometimes when these things begin to transpire, along with false teachers, people who were once followers of Christ, who may not be as strong or solid in the Lord as they should be, when these things from the outside begin to pick up momentum as far as disasters and catastrophes and sickness and disease and famines and all these things begin to pick up, they then, Satan then deceives them and makes them believe that this is God. And so they will look at the Lord like, well, why are you allowing this to happen? If I'm serving you, if I'm doing this, if I'm praying and doing all I know to do, why are you allowing my family member to go through this? Why are you allowing me to experience this such heartache? Why are you? And it just goes into all these different things. So Satan, what he basically does is he starts to throw rocks and then start and then hides his hand. So you ever threw something at somebody and they act like you didn't throw it and then you point to somebody like they did it? That's basically what Satan does. He stirs up these things and then points to God like, see what your God is doing? You serve him. But look what he's allowing to happen in your life. Or look what he's allowing to happen in the world. And not one time as we're reading these verses, Jesus didn't say one time that he's going to cause it to happen. He's God. He knows the beginning from the end. He's telling us and forewarning us that this will happen. It's been set in stone. Like it's not it's not the 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 book for our life is not being written up day by day. The book for our life and this entire earth existence has already been pre-written. So if you're listening to me, God has your life. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So now our job is, since our lives have already been pre-written out, we have to listen to the spirit of God as we go throughout our life daily ask him to help us to make these decisions he's going to lead us to do certain things he's going to lead us to go into certain fields take certain careers take certain jobs do those different things because he's ultimately trying to get us to this expected end right but sometimes what we do is you know we have an enemy 
So sometimes he can, he'll stir up controversy in our life, whether it's bills, whether it's all these different things, so forth. All this is to deviate us from the path that God has called us to walk on. To totally deviate us, to get us so focused on that, to the point to where we say, oh, you know what, forget, forget the Lord. He allowing us to go on anyway. I ain't got time to pray. I ain't got time to do none of this, this spiritual stuff. I'm finna go ahead and do what I need to do in the natural. God can wait. Okay? Now, we all can get there, so I'm not even excluded. And I'm not saying that I've gotten there. And I'm not saying that you've gotten there. I'm saying that we're all subject to these things. But we have to hold on to the promises of God. You do that by praying, daily reading of the scripture, and fellowship with God on a day-to-day basis. Fellowship meaning conversation, talk to him day-to-day, all day. You make a decision, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, things happen in your life, unforgiveness creeps in. Lord God, help me to release this person, to forgive this person. Things come up, we have to... Remain in fellowship with him Okay Now I can only speak for myself personally Now I know I have enough Word in me That I can't I'm not going to fall away So Come hell High water Low water Or no water I'm, I'm already sold out You see what I'm saying And things have already happened in my life You know That I didn't expect And God reminds me, you still sold out? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Just help me to navigate through this rough patch. And he always brings me out because he promises that we will overcome. Through faith, we will overcome. So no matter what kind of hearts, and I don't know why I'm really going down this path. This wasn't really in my notes, but somebody must need to hear it. But I don't care, you know, What's transpiring in your life? You're going to overcome it. No, you don't have a date. No, you don't have. Remember we talked about that. Remember I told you about the man that called me during I was going through a rough time. And he said to me that God knows my deadline. It's the same thing. God don't have to give you the date. He don't have to tell you next Tuesday you'll be free of this. No, he wants you to trust him all the way until next Tuesday or throughout next Tuesday or whatever. But you can't let go of Jesus. You letting go of Jesus, you simply just turning yourself over to say, Satan, you can have me. Because Jesus is our only help. That's why the Bible calls him the blessed hope. Like he he is our only help. And God has done so much for each and every one of us that, number one, it should be extremely hard for you to even turn away because he's done too much already. So when someone comes to you with something false or things are happening in your life, you me, we ought to know better. Like, nah, that's not happening. Not saying a thought don't come because Satan always throw thoughts in your mind. But you just cast the thought down. You know those thoughts aren't of God. Like, okay, nah, I'm cool. Sure, maybe rough. No, I don't understand it. No, I don't know why I keep going through this same thing. I just, but you know what? I'm going to trust God and God give me wisdom and show me that I leave a door open, that I'm causing these, that I'm allowing these things to happen in my life. Those are the type of questions that we have to ask. Not, God, why you letting this happen? We need to figure out if we're going through continuous rough patches, especially of like the same or similar things. We need to ask God, God, am I, um, do I have a door open somewhere where I'm allowing the enemy to come in? Or am, 
Is there something, a decision or something that I'm like, those are the type of things that you need to be seeking God for. Not God, why you, why you doing it? You see what I'm saying? Like, that's where we have to get to that level of spiritual maturity. Where instead of God, why are you? It should be God. Show me where I have made a mistake somewhere. Because he already told you that he's for us. That he, his, that his thoughts of us are peace and not of evil. If you're his child. Now, we're not even talking about people who are not born again. People who have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. I'm not even dealing with that. I'm just talking about us. Those who are born again children of God. That we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Like, this is the thing. Okay? And this is what's happening in the earth. He, he said, he, it's basically a promise. Now, when we think about God's promises, we think about all the good things. But this here in Matthew 24 is a promise as well. He's letting us know that these things are going to happen. Now, God promises us protection. So even as these things are transpiring, God promises us protection. So as you go throughout your day, you pray. You thank God that his angels are encamped around about you. You're, he's protecting you. He's preserving your life. You know, the Bible says with long life, he's going to satisfy you. Hold on to those promises in the midst of these end times that we're going through. All right. Get connected to the word on a whole nother level. Listen to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast with Martinez.
do me, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. Oh 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 oh, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. Yeah, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. Yeah, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me, can't nobody do me like you. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. Now let's go to Jude chapter 3. Well, Jude 3, Jude only has one chapter. <laughs> but Jude 1 verse 3, you know what I'm saying. It says, Dear friends, I had been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share. But now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. God is telling us to defend the faith. And currently right now, this episode, that's what I'm doing. You're defending the faith. You're not going to allow someone or something to come against what you believe and when I say what you believe I mean you believing in the word of God you believing in entrusting Jesus as your Lord and your Savior he's he's forewarning us that's why it's so important for us to dig into the scriptures daily you know what I'm saying and even if you you know you miss a day or two days in your word don't let Satan bring in that condemnation God still loves you you know what I'm saying I understand things come up but we just have to press in and say you know what every day I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in his word you know what I'm saying sometime throughout the day but yeah we need it we need his word and it's because of things like this so when things start happening and going crazy in the world or when you're crazy in your life it won't be such a big shock you know god can kind of give you wisdom on god can give you wisdom on okay how to handle this situation so he's telling us to defend the faith now during this time there were there were false teachers creeping into the church teaching something false something that wasn't true so Judas saying no you need to defend what you believe and that's what I'm doing and that's what you should be doing he's not saying argue with people about who Jesus is you know Jesus ain't the only oh no I ain't, he ain't talking about none of that defend the faith and sometimes it may boil down to that but the scripture tells us not to get into quarrelings about those type of things I'm not going to argue with you about you know, the Sabbath is a Saturday and we should be worshiping on Saturday. Nah, that's all novice stuff. That's not even a conversation that I'm about to even engage in. No, his name is Yeshua, not not Jesus. See, there wasn't a J. And listen, those are the exact things that he's telling us not to quarrel over. Like you have we up here arguing amongst ourselves about whether there was a J in Jesus name or something during that time fam i've been using the name of jesus for over 10 years not once has it never not worked not once has god ever spoken to me and said okay now my name don't have a j in it from here on out i want you to call but that's not his hebrew name well i don't speak hebrew i speak english and then the person who's in another country speaks another language and then the person over here speaks another language so god is so those are the type of things that satan tried to use to divide the body of Christ and also just do whatever destructive thing he has in mind. So 
if somebody coming to you with that just turn the other cheek <laughs> um let's keep going let's go to uh first timothy chapter four we read the scripture before but it should be more clear to you now first timothy 4 verse 1 it says now the holy spirit tells us clearly that in the last time some will turn away from the true faith remember we read that scripture in the last series some will turn away from the true faith and they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from devils right so it's happening and it's happening now it's been happening so when you see people who you full of on fire for Christ, maybe people you know personally, or maybe prominent leaders. If they ever were to tell you, you know what, I'm done with Jesus, or however they tell you, they basically tell you that they're leaving the faith. It's going to shock us all, no doubt. Man, I got the books, I got so deception, deception creeped in. Now, what happens is whatever that person was preaching. Are teaching prior to that doesn't negate what they were preaching because they was preaching the word of God they were in the right spirit they had the anointing of God on them they were called to do the very thing that they were doing it's just that something happened and Satan and Satan got in and deceived them now here are some of the causes as to why uh, people will fall away from the faith persecution is one false teachers temptation worldliness, defective knowledge of Christ, a moral lapse, forsaking worship and spiritual living, and unbelief. And those are just some of many. Okay, now, it's hard for Satan to deceive someone that's mature in the Lord. And I told you before that it doesn't matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. Because being a Christian or being a follower of Christ doesn't have seniority in it. So the longer you've been walking with him, it doesn't mean that, you know, he's placed you up on you. You know, you the platinum membership in the church like that. That doesn't exist. So you could you could be saved for 20 years and still be a baby. Because if you're not growing or maturing in the word, Satan can deceive you. You see what I'm saying? You have some people who attend churches just out of tradition because they were raised in the church. You know, this is their Sunday routine. But outside of that, they don't really live a life that's pleasing to God. They kind of do their own thing. And that's not judging anybody. I'm just telling you the facts. Like, this is truth. This is truth. Some people will go out of tradition. and But outside of that, they're just kind of doing what they want to do. You see what I'm saying? So there's really no fruit there. There's really no, no maturedness there. And they may technically may not be an actual believer. So they may not have wholeheartedly given their life to Jesus. They may not even really believe in Jesus. They really could just be doing it out of tradition. Or they may be shopping around trying to see who in the church they can find. You know, see who they can marry and all that. I'm telling you. It's happening and it's happening right now. So that's why you have to be careful, even in your own local church. You know, you have to be very discerning, meaning that you need to listen with the intent to understand. So when people are talking to you and they're saying things to you, you need to find out what the intent is. If a man is coming to you and you're a woman, find out what his intent is. If you are, if a woman is, is having a conversation with you, man, 
right, let's listen to the intent. Like, intent, like, where is this? This is going to have to listen for things like that. Satan will use anybody who will allow themselves to be used. And he really likes to use people who aren't fully grounded. Do you understand? So that's why I was saying, like, with me, I can get upset at things that's going on in my life. I can get to the point to where I'm like, man, I don't understand. Why in the world? Why did this keep happening? But ain't no way in the world I'm finna turn from Jesus. Like, you out, you out, you bugging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never been that mad. Ever. And I've had some things that I just really couldn't understand. Like, what in the world is going on? But you know what I do? I turn to the Lord. I don't turn away from him. I turn to him and say, okay, now, what up? What's, 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 what's going on? And then he responds and show me what I need to do. All right? So, again, he really loves to try to deceive someone that's not grounded. So if you're listening to me and you feel like you may be one of those people, you know what, I'm a believer, but I'm not really fully grounded because I really don't spend enough time in this word. What I'm telling you, get grounded. Get grounded. If you have to listen to my podcast, you know, every day, this is the 80th. Oh, I didn't even say the episode. This is episode number 80. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I have over 80 episodes. You listen to this. You have other ministries and prominent ministries or even non-prominent ministries that, you know, that can feed you the word of God. As long as they teaching you from the book and not preaching their opinion, you'll be safe. All right. So, again, those things I mentioned, all those things cause people to turn away from the faith. You know, persecution, you know, it's just trials keep coming in temptations and, and all these different things so we got to be careful now i want to read one last scripture hebrews chapter 6 and then after i read this scripture i'm going to read you these two blogs about these two gentlemen that i spoke of earlier hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 it says so let us stop going over the basic teachings about christ again and again and again Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. Now, this is the apostles right into the church saying that hey we shouldn't have to keep going over the basic these basic teachings about christ he said we need to mature remember we were just talking about maturity earlier you know we need to mature and grow like there's other things that god was instructed them to to feed the church but they kept wanting they kept you know had to keep going over the same stuff over and over again that's why he's saying let us go on and mature in our understanding okay he wants them to get more grounded now check this out Verse four, here we go. It says, for it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come. And who then... Turn away from God. 
it is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. Wow. Now this this is a very, very, very powerful scripture. This is saying just how I was speaking of earlier. Like me, I'll just use me as an example. For me to get on here and talk about the Lord and teach scripture to you, I've experienced the power of God. I experienced God's presence. I've experienced no, no doubtably God. I've experienced the Lord. I hear his voice. I know him. Right? He said it's impossible for a person if I was to turn tomorrow and say, you know, I'm done with the Lord. Like I'm gonna go and do whatever. He's saying it's impossible to bring a person like that back. Like, how can you, you've tasted of the goodness of the word of God. And the reason why you tasted of his goodness is because you've seen results. So if you're listening and you've seen results, you've seen the power of God work in your life, work in your marriage, work in your job, work in your children's lives, work in your parents' life. You know, you've seen miracles and all those different things. He's saying that basically how, if you turn away after experiencing all of that, it's it's impossible to, to get you back. He said, you basically, by rejecting Jesus, you basically put him back up on the cross and you hold him up for public shame because it's showing people that you've been telling people to believe on the Lord and do this and do that. And now you call yourself rejecting him. You held him up to a public shame. Now you have people looking at Jesus like, wow. So you aren't the savior. You wasn't even able to deliver the person who said they followed you out of this particular month or whatever. You basically putting him back on a cross to show the world that he is a nobody. That he's not God, that he's not powerful. And he says it's impossible to bring such people back to repentance. It's hard because if you taste of the goodness of the word of God, that means you made a conscious decision to turn away from Jesus. So people talk about, you know, once you save you, can you lose your salvation? That's how you lose it right there. Not by sinning, not by, you know, so forth, by denouncing Jesus Christ. Like you were walking with him and now you're like, OK, I'm I'm done with you. Apostasy. I'm done. Like I'm I'm done. I'm turning away from you. I'm not going to endure to the end. I'm not going to do nothing with you. I'm done. That's basically what you're saying. And my God, that is um it's hard to believe that that even happens to some people. And if you know someone that happens to, please intercede and pray for them. I've known several people that that's happened to, but by the grace of God, through intercession, through prayer, not just by me, but just through a community of others, and everyone knowing this particular person and persons, they came back to the Lord. But it took something, boy. But they came on back, and now they're on fire for the Lord and doing the things that God has called them to do. But Satan came in and 
brought deception. Now I want to read this article or this blog from these two um, gentlemen that I was speaking of. Um, this article is from Relevant Magazine. This is about Hillsong. If you're not sure or have heard of Hillsong, which I'm sure many of you have heard of, but if you haven't, Hillsong is a very, very popular worship group. Like almost every, probably every church in America is singing, <laughs> you know, some Hillsong songs during uh, praise and worship. So it says Hillsong, Hillsong songwriter Marty Sampson says he's losing his Christian faith. It says Marty Sampson is a prolific worship music writer writing and co-writing songs for Hillsong Worship, Hillsong United, Delirious, Delirious, and Young and Free. Originally from Sydney, he first started leading worship with Hillsong in the late 1990s, though it's been years since he has written for them. However, this weekend, Samson took to Instagram, Samson took to Instagram to inform his followers that I'm genuinely losing my faith. And what I'm about to read is a direct quote from Marty Sampson's Instagram post. He says, time for some real talk. I'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. Like what bothers me now is nothing. I am so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. This is a soapbox moment. So here I go. How many preachers fall? Question mark many no one talks about it how many miracles happen not many no one talks about it why is the bible full of contradictions no one talks about it how can god be love yet send four billion people to a place all because they don't believe no one talks about it christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet they can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. I am not in anymore. I am not in anymore. I want genuine truth, not the I just believe it kind of truth. Science keeps piercing the truth of every religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Got so much more to say, but for me, I keeping it real. Unfollow if you want. I've never been out. I've never been about living my life for others. All I know is what's true to me right now and Christianity just seems to me like another religion at this point. I could go on, but I won't. Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, absolutely. Be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good no matter what you believe. Let the rain fall. The sun will come up tomorrow. Now he since then deleted that post. But yeah. So he's basically taking a stance. Something's going on in his life. I've, um, if you dig further, I even went on his Instagram page. You know, he has quotes up from atheists and quotes up from agnostics and He's kind of just, it's deception. You know, I don't know him. I don't even know his, you know, his past or who he was under, or how he was getting fed, or was he grounded? Like, we don't know. But all we know is that he wrote 
according to some, some beautiful worship songs. Now, what were these worship songs birthed out of? Like, how could you write about a God so beautifully and then say something like this? So something had to happen. Now, he said that many preachers fall. And by him saying this, this is how I know this is part of Satan used this as part of his decision from turning away from Christ. He said, how many preachers fall? Many. And he says, no one talks about it. Uh, it says he's from Australia, but he must not know America. Anytime preachers do anything wrong, <laughs> it's, on, it's on the news, it's on the blogs, it's everywhere. So that's not true. Anytime a preacher does the slightest thing that's ungodly, it's out there for the world to know. He says, how many miracles happen? He said, not many, but not many doesn't mean none happens. He just says he don't see, he doesn't see many. But the fact that you have seen some should say something to you. But I guess he's big on the not many part. And then he says, no one talks about it. He says, why is the Bible full of contradictions? Now, you know, we've talked about this on this podcast several times. The Bible has not one contradiction in it. You may not know how to rightly divide the scripture. That's all it is. The Bible says that we have to rightly divide the word of truth. So if you can rightly divide it, then that means you can wrongly divide it. But if you don't do neither and you just kind of read in some context just at face value without any type of, you know, comparing of other scriptures and so forth, then you'll think, oh, this is like a contradiction. Why is he saying this over in the Old Testament? But then the New Testament is saying it's not a contradiction. You just need understanding. Okay. So all those different things, Satan used these things that he put in his post to bring in deception into his heart. Now, I don't know how grounded he was. Again, I don't know anything about him exactly as far as the spiritual life. But for, for him to make these kind of statements, things must have gotten bad for quite some time. And I'm sure more will come out. But he is one that you need to intercede for. So Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, Sampson is his name. You can intercede for him. You can go on his Instagram page. Let him know that you're praying for him and interceding for him, but he's not he's not that far gone. Now he he tripping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, that's not someone you don't do anyone. You don't just push him away like that. Because he said he's losing his faith so he can be brought back. Now it's not if he would have said, I'm done with Jesus, I don't want nothing to do with y'all Christians or None of that and none of y'all try to stop me I know what the words say But hey, if you saying stuff like that Then yeah, we, you know, ain't nothing else we can do But this seems like a cry for help in a, in a sense Because if you put this up in an Instagram post You know, he wants help So be praying for Marty Sampson I wanted to read that article To let you know it's a real thing And um, yeah, it, it's happening now is happening now. Last article I want to read is from a gentleman by the name of Joshua Harris. Joshua Harris is the author 
of the 1997 book called I Kissed Dating Goodbye, which sold over 1.2 million copies. Um, I know in my youth, I was told about this book. It was basically a book, I guess, talking about how basically dating around is like practicing divorce. And he was basically wrote in the book, was teaching believers how not to date around, but simply to just believe God for, you know, a spouse rather than going from a person to person to person. Um, So I never really read the book on my own, but I heard a lot about the book, especially when I was late teens. But Joshua Harris took the Instagram too and announced that he and his wife of 21 years have separated. And Joshua says, and I quote, undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. By all the measurements that I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian, he wrote. Many people tell me that there is a different way to practice faith, and I want to remain open to this, but I'm not there now. Harris once served as the lead pastor to Covenant Life Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland. He stepped down in 2015 following a child sexual abuse case involving a former church member that was not reported to police. The once influential evangelical voice who now works as a digital marketer in Vancouver, he also apologized for his remarks he made toward the LGBTQ community that contributed to a culture of exclusion and bigotry. This article was taken from USA Today. So again, remember how we were talking about some of the causes of people departing from the faith? It seems to me that even in 2015, he had a supposedly child abuse case and some other things I'm sure without even being put in this article I'm sure transpired in his life which I believe is probably some sin of some sort and Satan used sin and tried to strangle you with it and I really just think that he feels like he sinned away his opportunity I feel like he thinks that He's done so much sin-wise that he doesn't feel accepted by God anymore. And that's never the case. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But if you sin and, you know, doing things you need, you know you need not to be doing, there are consequences to those actions. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you and that he won't forgive you for what you did. But I believe that that may be the case for him. And so I guess Satan deceived him into thinking, you know what, just do away with Jesus altogether. And it always goes to that. It always comes to, you know, well, I'm going to remain open because there are other ways, you know, to God. And so it always, Satan loves to use that. And I told you, like I told you, like I told you before, Jesus said that I am the way, not a way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's what he said. It doesn't matter how we feel about it. That's that's facts. He's the way. All right? So, Satan loves to use things like that. So, if you're listening to me, just be careful, man. Keep your spirit and heart guarded. For the Bible says, out of your heart flows the issues of life. Keep it all guarded. Just, you know... Just be in prayer in regards to these things. Now, because you're hearing this, Satan, I'm telling you, 
Things gonna try to come up against you and so forth. Just remember this message. Remember, remember what the scripture says. Guard your heart, man. Be prayerful. Pray for others, especially these two gentlemen that I spoke of. And let's get grounded in the word of God so that no matter what tries to come up against us, we will not be deceived. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and with your friends. Remember that you can follow me on all social media at mbills314. You can also send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.